Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And in this week's Screen Verge, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead. Or uh, you might mean AMC's The Walking Dead. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, he's good. For those who don't know anything about The Walking Dead, it's about zombies. It is a show about zombies. <laughs> although, they never use the word zombies in the show. No, they call them walkers. Yeah, they have lots of nicknames for them, geeks and so on, but uh, yeah, they've actually used the term zombies. Hmm. Is this a world without, like, they'd never heard of zombies before this? There weren't zombie movies? Because if this happened in real life, we would call them zombies. Yeah, I think this is in a world where zombie culture, film, comics, they don't exist. Or else yeah. the whole time in the show, like, well, I read in this comic we should do this. And oh, yeah. in this movie, yeah. this worked. <laughs> yes. Which is what people would actually do. But I don't know if that's what we really want to watch on TV. So perhaps we, uh, and I'm sure later on, we'd be quite critical maybe some of the decisions the, the group makes in regards to zombies. Uh, perhaps we should give them a bit of slack because they haven't had hours of films and comic books and pop culture references to draw on when they're making their decisions. I think they've played less hours of zombie mode and uh, Mm -hmm. Call of Duty than I have. Yes. (laughs) Do you like zombie things? Obviously, you play zombie mode on Call of Duty, so you mustn't hate zombie things, but like zombie shows and movies? I like the idea of zombies. I think zombie things can be quite cool. I think it's an interesting situation to be put in. But it seems to attract poor quality production zombies. Mm. There's quite a few too many B, C, further down the alphabet grade horror movies involving zombies. Mm. So I like zombies, though everything made about zombies, not so much. I like a few things like uh, Zombieland. Oh, uh, fantastic. Which is hilarious. Uh, 28 Days Later, not... Certain zombie fans will say, oh, they're not zombie. It's a zombie-like film. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And the comic, The Walking Dead, which the uh, the show is based on, uh, I've actually read the first 12 issues of, and I quite liked it, but I didn't get into it that much. So I'm intrigued by zombies, but I didn't love the comic, so I was interested to see how much I would like the show. I don't know. If I'm not into something that much, I'm not reading 12 issues of it. So you, you take your comic book reading pretty seriously, don't you? <laughs> Well, I bought it in a collection. Oh, I paid. Okay. I wasn't going to stop. Okay. Well, okay. Fair. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. So, um, definitely upping my uh, cred as the least geekiest member of the podcast <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, do you like zombie things? I would have said, no, I don't really like them. But I've since seen quite a few zombie things. I think that would have been just on impressions rather than actually having seen stuff. And yeah, I quite like the zombie stuff. Zombieland was really fun and really cool. Um, oh, what's that? What's that British one with that Simon Pegg character? Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was that was quite fun too. I did prefer Zombieland though, but uh, controversial opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All the people are mad at me. Yeah, we all know you hate, you hate British uh, film and television. Everybody's mad at me for preferring Michael Scott to David Brent. Will we now? They've just turned off the yeah, podcast. Even more mad. That I prefer zombie. Come on, Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, Emma Stone shooting zombies. You can't go wrong. Um, and yeah, 28 Days Later, that was a pretty good movie I enjoyed. 28 Weeks Later, pretty disappointing. <laughs> Didn't like that one at all. But I, I think I, lo- and I said, I was once in the bank 
uh, getting some money out of the ATM with a friend. I'm going, you know what? I wouldn't have thought so, but I really like zombie things. Girl standing behind us on the ATM laughed and led into a huge debate with my friend when we left about whether what I was saying was embarrassing and I was making us the laughing stock of the ATM or whether what I was saying was actually a cute thing to say and I amused the girl. Uh, In which direction does history sway for you, Matt? (laughs) No comment. So, we've got... Uh, but anyway, I, I quite like the zombie thing, and I think I like it because you've got this situation where people have to band together, and you're you're in this tight spot, and you've got to think of um, uh, ways to get out of it. And I think that's really cool about zombie stuff. Actually, putting yourself in their shoes, going, if I was in this situation, what would I do? Which I think leads us into the premise of yes. the TV show, mm-hmm, The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, it does have a typical sort of. Uh, zombie storyline basically mm. a cop he gets shot wakes up in a hospital oops it's the zombie apocalypse yeah he has to go in search of his loved ones find a group that bands mm. together and tries to survive uh yeah the walkers that's uh pretty much it yeah with something as genre specific as zombies you're probably not going to be surprised by the setup for the show it comes to the execution mm. uh, as to whether you'll enjoy it or not yeah, and, and I thought the execution was... I didn't mind that I'd seen that beginning before. I was fine with that. So you got the guy, Rick, the main guy. What I really like about Rick is... he, he The first place he goes is he goes to the police station where he used to work. And he gets his police uniform and hat. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this. Uh, I think you put, a, you put a TV character in a uniform... Makes him look a bit smarter, adds a bit of cred. Uh, obviously, they're in a society now where there aren't laws or rules or anything like that. I think it, it sort of can help help bring in um, some order and sort of like, okay, we can still function and operate as normal. They do make a big deal of the hat in yeah. the show. <laughs> yes. It's almost like a character. Like, there'll yeah. be a swarm of something like, no, we've got to go back to save the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we couldn't possibly go on without them. Yeah. Then you got some other characters. You got Rick's wife, Laurie. Yeah. Who you may know from Prison Break. Probably because she plays almost the exact same person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you've got uh, Rick's partner, who was there when he was shot, Shane. They thought Rick was dead, um, that he died. You know, they left him in the hospital in, you know, zombie apocalypse. Fair assumption. I don't think anyone's going to blame them for that assumption. And um, they start sleeping together. Rick was Shane's best friend, and so he goes to take care of his family, mm. as a good friend would do. Yeah, any good mate, yeah. Perhaps then not what all good mates should do. Starts to form a bit of a bond, starts to yeah. kind of basically replace Rick. Mm. So when it turns out that Rick uh, is not dead and comes and finds them, joins them, there's uh, yeah. still a bit of a... Mm. Family drama to be worked out there. Yes. Um, how long has it been <laughs> since since the zombie apocalypse? I don't think it was <laughs> that long. Yeah, I no, I'd say it's like a few weeks. Like it is a zombie apocalypse. Um, so obviously emotions <laughs> and and sense of self and things are probably very vulnerable, and and you probably are going to act a bit more rash than in a normal situation where you know. If your mate's wife dies, you probably want to wait quite a while before sleeping with them, if at all. 
So I guess it is a different world, a different paradigm they're dealing with. It still seemed pretty quick to me. It still seemed like crossing the line. Matt, I just want to say, if this is a zombie apocalypse, can you please not bang my wife for at least a month? Give me a month to return to not be dead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then have a go. Yeah. If this is, I, I can promise you, if there is a zombie apocalypse... I will look after your wife, make sure she's okay. <laughs> if you've got a kid, I'll look after him, make sure he's all right. This uh, isn't making me feel any but, more comfortable. But I won't sleep with her. Okay. I won't sleep with her. If she was the last woman on earth, I don't want to make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd wait a very long time. Well, that makes me feel slightly better because I'd bang your wife instantly. What? Okay, if this, this is a troubled time, you don't know how long I'm going to be around for. I can't be thinking about... Okay. You're, you're, you're dead. I'm, for all I know, you're dead. I've got to look after me. I've got to look after her. Okay, um, if I ever get married, if I ever lucky enough to get married, I'm definitely telling my wife if we're in a zombie apocalypse to stay away yeah, from you. Stay it. away from Jonathan. <laughs> hang out with my mate Bass. Don't hang out with Jonathan. <laughs> Tip to the listeners: uh, If you're married um, and you're zombie apoc- and you're worried about the zombie apocalypse, maybe tell your wife uh, to hang out with one of your uh, less attractive friends, <laughs> uh, someone who you're less worried about being a threat. I feel like you've just complimented me and insulted Baz. Is a- <laughs> yeah, zombie. Yeah, just don't sleep with my wife. Okay? <laughs> We uh, also want to talk a bit about the other characters, but we're, I think, spent a bit of enough time on characters. There's obviously the kid, uh, Rick and Rick and Laurie's kid. There's some old nice guy. There's an Asian, a bit of a nerdy Asian with a baseball cap. There's a redneck. There's a blonde chick and her sister. There's a mum with short hair. Is that pretty much the group? Yeah, this is kind of how I categorize them, even though I've seen the show and I know yeah. their names. There's a character called Dale and a character called Daryl. And mm. I thought they will just be confusing mentioning it on the podcast. Yeah. You'd think the writers would probably think it would be confusing having that on the show. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, you can just go, old guy, redneck guy. Yeah. Without implying anything that's happened to any of these characters, are there any of them that you've liked or, or not liked watching on the show? Obviously, uh, Daryl, I think, is quite good. I like the Daryl. Daryl the Redneck is... Yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the best characters on the show. Mm. He's pretty... His crossbow is pretty badass, I reckon. Yes. Like, Dale's very two-dimensional and annoying, the old guy. But he does bring a bit of a, like, moral core to the show. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I like him or not. It is hard. Like, a lot of the characters I, I like an aspect of their character, but when I see too much of them, I get annoyed by them. Even though it's a show about zombies and there is action, the show quite heavily focuses on the characters, so we need to be able to at least have some interest in them, whether whether that's because we relate to them or empathise with them mm. or are confused by them. There has to be some interest because that that's actually quite a big part of the show. Yes. I like Rick, the main guy. With the police uniform. So your best example of quality character writing in the show is just the guy with the hat. I like the guy with the hat. (laughs) 
Um, but I, like, I think he's a good character. Like, I really root for him and, like, I'm following him on the show. Um, Daryl's another character that I really like and I root for, the redneck guy. Everyone else, I like, I like what they bring to the group, but I only like them in moderation. But if they're being entertaining, then I don't really mind that so much. And I think the relationship between Rick, Laurie, and Shane is quite an interesting one. I think that's quite a, a strong dynamic. Mm-hmm. I've got um, a bit sick of the melodrama between them, but yes. I think the show does a good job of getting me to root for the good guy, hate other people who you may or may not supposed to hate, and sometimes actually loving the bad guy. Hmm. Sometimes I'm rooting for stuff that people in the show aren't necessarily rooting for. Oh, which I think is an interesting thing for a show to in- invoke in yeah. a, in an audience. Yes. For a show that spends so much time on characters, the characters are surprisingly not fleshed out. I think the characters are relatively well realised, but the dialogue is a bit hit or miss. You have various writers throughout the show. At the start of the show, it was written and directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Some people love he uh, wrote directed... Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Every casual fan's favourite movie. Every elitist's least favourite movie. Yes. But I think the quality of his writing, or at least in the dialogue, is much stronger than some of the writing after that. Mm. So we've talked about the characters. Let's get down to some of the the action, the plot. We won't spoil any of the plot points for you, Mm. but what do we think of some of the directions the show took? Was it exciting? Was it entertaining? Yeah, I, I think the series opened really well and really captured me and there were some great action-packed moments in the that first sort of... The way the first episode ends is just incredible and things. You love those spots where characters get in situations and you go, how are they going to get out of that one? And then they do. So you got that. I think it opened well. First season was a little bit repetitive and didn't really go heaps of places, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. Then... Season two opens pretty well too, and then I just feel like it slows down. I feel like season two, it gets stuck and stalls, and then I think season two ended pretty well. So I think they ended well, but just found that big slog season two of The Walking Dead. So I felt like I was watching just because I had to rather than I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, I agree that the show started very strong and then slowed a little towards the end of season one. Season one's only six episodes. Mm. Then season two, which is thirteen episodes, I agree. It the first half was a little slower. I didn't really mind it being slow. The problems I had were sort of the cheesy dialogue moments, kind mm-hmm. of the the slack writing as opposed to the lack of action. Because that slow build up, I think you get a really strong payoff about halfway through the season. Hmm. I think it's episode seven where I was actually cheering. I was waving my hands watching the screen. It kind of built to this moment, and I was like, yeah! And then there's this big sort of scene where I thought it was the best thing, and then there was an oh sort of follow-up moment. I found that a little frustrating. Ah! We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. And then I think after that episode, all the episodes were of a higher, more entertaining quality and with a really strong final two episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's 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 dial it back a bit. We can talk when we talk about the spoilers a bit later, what uh they actually do uh in the zombie apocalypse. What would we do? 
if we were in a zombie apocalypse. So we wake up tomorrow, we're in a zombie apocalypse, what do we do? What's the plan of attack? I think we should work this out now. I think, first of all, we're going to struggle a little bit, seeing as we're in Australia, not America, and not everyone has guns. Mm. It's not like we can just raid a house or a farm or the police station and just stock up on weapons. Mm. Uh, I think that's a fairly significant advantage the Americans would have over us in surviving the apocalypse. In Australia, though, you do have less people uh, for for the land area, so there'd also be less zombies. There'd be more open space, is what I'm trying to say. So you'd be heading out into the desert, well, the middle of the where there's just be no shelter, no supplies? No. No. <laughs> I would not. Let's put the plan aside for a second. Okay. Do you reckon you individually would be useful to have in a, in a zombie survival group? What do you bring to the group when trying to survive the apocalypse? I think I would be actually quite good. I am generally someone... I'm, I'm what they call a game day player. <laughs> I'm not someone who goes looking for trouble or anything like that, and, and I try to avoid any situations that can get me into danger or trouble. But if trouble finds me, if trouble comes to my door, I think I'm quite good at adapting to that situation and responding to that situation. Uh, I, I guess a parable is that, like, with soccer, at training, I sort of, like... Got tired about five minutes in. (laughs) But whenever the game day was on, I could just run for the full, like, two hours or however long I don't think that's how fitness works. (laughs) What do you mean? If you never run in training, you can't even be expected to run on the day. It just won't work. Anyway, so I think I'd actually be quite good. I think I'm quite a good person when it comes to strategy, and I'd be good at coming up with a good strategy. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably probably what I bring to the table, the strategic sort of element, which would actually put me in probably good line for a leadership position <laughs> um, in our group. What would you bring to a zombie apocalypse team? Not much, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. I think I'd be all right at not dying. I'm relatively fit. I could probably run away from the zombies or climb things. I mean, I could probably swing a pretty good bat at, yeah. uh, in fighting the zombies. Mm. But... Uh, like, I'd be no good at getting around. Like, I'm geographically retarded. Okay. I would be of no navigational use. Yeah. In terms of mechanical or technical, like, if the RV broke down, I wouldn't know how to fix the RV. Yeah. You'd be lucky if I could help you change the tyre. Yeah, that's something I would not be good at. <laughs> yeah. um, anything that requires any sort of expertise in anything. <laughs> I'm more a big picture guy. I'm not with the specifics. Like, I'm like, let's get this transistor radio working so we can contact, you know, see if there's any sort of signals going out. That's the idea I'd bring to the table. I wouldn't be able to implement this idea. I'd need the radio guy on that. I need <laughs> the guy with electronics expertise on that. I'm the ideas guy. I'm the big picture person. Where do we go? What you need to try and do, I think, is get a helicopter. So you can fly around and scout out the the country. That would be helpful to see what's around. I reckon your best option is to go to sea. Get a cruise ship. The yeah. Walking Dead meets the love boat. Because <laughs> <laughs> zombies, I don't think, can swim. No. And out there, you can just, like, st- sail around. You can fish. You'd need a few supplies, but you'd be relatively safe and self-sufficient, I think, if out you of the water. Fi- if you find one of those P&O cruise ships... <laughs> 
they are pretty well stocked with food and things. I guess the question is, are you setting yourself up for life or are you setting yourself up for a year in which and you go, in a year this zombie thing will be blown over? <laughs> Everyone will have forgotten about it all. It'll just be a big joke. It'll be all the memes on the Facebooks. Will zombie... <laughs> Remember the zombie apocalypse? I know. I think we need to get meet up. You can drive. Drive to my place. Okay? Yeah, that's one advantage I have over you yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. I can drive a car. Yeah. Maybe getting a bus of some type. Because I think we want to pick up our friends. Like, there'll be people you'll want to pick up, the people I want to pick up. We're all together. We're saved each other. We can look after each other. We're a bit of the heroes for going and picking everyone up. Are uh, we planning a buck night or a zombie <laughs> apocalypse survival? <laughs> <laughs> Get the party bus, man. We'll pick up your friends. We'll pick up my friends. It's going to be the shit. <laughs> I think a good rule with zombies is stick together. All this time, whenever the group splits up, that's where people don't come back, okay? So stick together generally. Still sounds like you're talking about the bus. <laughs> then we went to the strip club and we couldn't find Steve O. This is what happens when the group breaks up. <laughs> yeah. And then you need to find a good location. You need to find a stronghold to set yourselves up. Should we just take all our mates to the cruise ship <laughs> at Sydney Harbour? Should we go Sydney Harbour, find a P&O cruise ship? Party bus, party boat. <laughs> just live it up until the whole zombie thing blows over. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's what I do. Is there anywhere where there are elevators but not stairs? Because I don't know if zombies could use elevators. Like, I don't know if they'd, like, push the button and, like, get in and then push the button to come to your floor and then get out. I like this. This is a good idea. Like, maybe if you had... Centerpoint Tower? Some super sweet penthouse. Yeah. Party bus to the penthouse. When you got the elevator down, you'd always be very worried when the doors There could be thousands of zombies in the lobby. Or could have a free run to the shops (laughs) to get our supplies. (laughs) So we've shown that we're pretty prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Uh, We get a party bus and then we find either a boat or somewhere with elevators. Yes. If you think you have a good plan to survive the zombie apocalypse, post it on our Facebook page. Let us know who you'd get, what you'd bring, what you'd need. And where you'd go. Actually, what I think we might do is we'll offer a prize. A prize to whoever has the best zombie apocalypse survival plan. Yeah, they'll get a free seat on our bus when we when there's a zombie apocalypse. Right? That can be the prize. That. That too. But perhaps something tangible as well. <laughs> well yes, okay. Something that they get even if there isn't a zombie apocalypse. So if you go to Screen Verdict on Facebook, like Screen Verdict, post your, your plan... Yeah, to survive the zombie apocalypse. If you're picked as the best one, we'll send you, we'll send you the trade paperback collection of the first six volumes of the Walking Dead comic book. Whoa, that's a really good prize. I think that's a good prize. Yeah, I'd want to win that. Can I enter? No. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I've already given my zombie plan. So after that big news of the prize available for yeah. the Screen Verdict listeners, mm. let's get on some other big news: the Screen Verdict. Yes, Screen Verdict's verdict on The Walking Dead. Season 1, I thought, to start off really strong. I really enjoyed it. 
Uh, it then got a little bit repetitive um, and didn't go heaps far with it in season one. But I actually still enjoyed it. It was one of uh, one of the shows last year that I really enjoyed watching the most and really looked forward to the next episode. I really, really had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, season one an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten. Season two I thought opened okay, but just got so slow and drawn out, and I was sick of like chasing uh, wild gooses and <laughs> and all the melodrama with relationships and everything. It ended pretty strong. I'm going to give a uh, season two a six out of ten. Wow, eight point five down to six out of ten. Yeah. I quite liked season one. I was interested to see where the show would go. I didn't think it really provided me with what I wanted it to, though. That was quite enjoyable, and I wanted to keep watching. I'd give season one a 7.5 mm-hmm. out of 10. I think season two was pretty slow at times, and I was just sort of trudging through it. But I think it really paid off. I think if you stick with The Walking Dead, the second half makes everything else worthwhile. It has a couple of my favourite episodes... Pretty much any show I've seen recently. I just, I got so excited. There were so many, like, whoa, what? Oh, yes, no moments in the show. Yeah. I'm going to give season two an eight out of ten. Whoa. (laughs) You thought it went down two and a half marks. I thought it went up half a mark. Whoa. Crazy. Now, as we always do with these uh, cable drama series we review, we uh, like to have a bit of time we can talk about the spoilers, talk about the big plot developments, weigh in on them. So, to anyone who hasn't seen Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, don't want to be spoilt about it, this is the time to switch off the podcast and come back to it after you have watched The Walking Dead Season 1 and 2. So, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Woo! Uh, we still haven't got that. <laughs> recorded. Yeah. I think it was our worst one of them, too. <laughs> but anyway... There you go, guys. We're entering Spoiler City. Get off the train if you don't want to hear the spoilers. (laughs) So season two, we saw the group uh, get on a farm. The group initially decides, hey, let's let's go on the road. Let's go to some fort, whatever, where there'll be some military set up and we'll be safe. Sounds like actually a good plan. They've heard about a place that might be safe. Hey, Let's rather than just hang around here, wait for zombies to come and kill us, actually be a bit proactive, go out, find us somewhere. They go on the highway, which obviously means they hit a traffic jam. (laughs) A bunch of zombies come up. They get... They lose one of the girls, Sophia. While looking for Sophia, um, Rick's son gets shot. They take him to the farm and uh, where he gets uh, fixed. And then for the whole first half of the season, they are looking for this Sophia girl and living in the farm. How did you find the farm and the hunt for Sophia? I thought the farm was a good place for them to go. It seemed realistic that once they found that, they had a doctor of sorts. Mm. It's actually a vet, but whatever. It seemed like a good place for them to stay. They'd have water, there was Mm. supplies. Was the farm itself that interesting? No, not really. And this is where the emphasis sort of began to be placed on the characters. They'd Mm. find a few walkers here and there just to provide a little bit of action, but no. One in a well? (sighs) Yeah, the (laughs) well zombie was very strange. It, I guess just because it had been in water, it just looked super freaky, really different to the other ones. A lot of the water. (laughs) (laughs) A sponge walker. Zombies are sponge-like in the walking dead. (laughs) 
But they think even though this zombie's sort of like pussy and all bloated and everything, if they can fish it out of the well without shooting it, the water will still be safe to drink. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. But if you shoot it, oh, no, then some of the blood gets in there and it's all ruined. Yeah. Obviously. So they send in little Asian guys bait to fish (laughs) out. (laughs) And then he just splits in half and falls back in the well anyways. It was Uh, a waste of time. Oh, well, we'll just use one of the other four wells. This fact's highlights. I don't think Rick was there for this. Um, I don't think Daryl was there for this. I think it shows a real, there's a leadership vacuum when a couple of the key uh, characters are off doing something else and they come <laughs> up with these crazy schemes that are just stupid. So they sp- spend a while at the farm and Sophia is missing for longer than I thought she mm. would be. I, I was surprised as to why these, this sort of dragged on for four or five yeah. episodes. But when they find her and she's the last zombie to come out of the barn where... Because Herschel's, Herschel thinks that the, the walkers are not to be killed, that they're people, that they're just sick, so he keeps them in the barn. Shane's like, nah. I'm unlocking the barn, and we're blowing these dudes apart. Oh. I was like, yeah! Yeah, go Shane! I was like, that's not the way you go about doing something like that. It's just going to get everyone worked up and... Yeah, it got me worked up watching. Yeah, I, know. I was like, yeah, I wanted them to shoot the zombies. Oh, I got to. I can't. Well, I just. I just wanted them to leave the farm, and I thought the barn of zombies there was going to be what would get them to leave the farm. So I was like, going, oh, now we just killed them all. Now they're going to be on the farm for another ten episodes. <laughs> when Rick goes, like he goes, like that's enough, and Shane's like, you're right, and just like shoots the zombie in the head, which Hill's holding. I was yeah. like, bam, sick one liner, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> So the excitement of that was followed by sort of the shocking reveal that all this time had been wasted, kind of uh, vindicating Shane, saying that they should move on, that uh, Sophia either was dead or a walker, mm. and having to put her down, I thought was quite affecting. Mm. Yeah, this this was a pretty awesome moment in the series, but also an incredibly frustrating moment. Because it vindicated my thoughts that we had wasted half a season looking for this girl, where the story is literally going nowhere. Did you care about the search? Like when Daryl found her doll and brought the flower to her mum, did you like those moments or did you not care? Did you just, were you just like, eh, find it or don't find it, just do it already? I wanted them to find her. Yeah, I, I was a bit like, I think the first couple of episodes I really wanted them to find her. And then after three episodes, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, just just find her... Or don't find her and move on. That is something that The Walking Dead does. They bring things up and take a while to resolve them, or just don't resolve them at all. Mm. Like in the first season, how they tie, they uh, Merle gets handcuffed on the roof, yeah. and they come back and he's cut his own hand off, and then they just never really see or talk about Merle again. Mm. Like surely we, surely Merle was going to come back, and he was just like wanted vengeance, like him and his one hand had like survived, or we found out he died somehow, but. They just never bring it up again. I'm really disappointed that in the pilot there's that um, that guy and his kid that Rick meets up with first and they sort of, you know, have quite a good bond and sort of the idea is Rick said, I'll radio you, radio you every day. And for the first season he does do this, but he never meets up with them. I wanted them to join the group. I don't know if they're going to meet up with them later on, I'd but love- still, how long is that for yeah. them to just not come back to it? It would be pretty cool if they did come back to that, though. From the pilot episode, they meet up with those guys again. I'd find hey, random cool. actor, here's a job where if you're not doing anything in a few years' time, let's face it, you probably won't, we'll invite you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Then in the second half of the season, they meet up with some other guys in a bar. So yeah, they kill these guys in the bar and their group of friends come looking for them and uh, they try and kill Rick and, and Glenn and Herschel. Yeah. So all of a sudden they've got to fight people, not just zombies. And uh, they manage to get out of that and one of the people who's shooting at them actually falls and skewers his leg on a fence. Yeah. And Rick decides to bring him back to the farm even though mm. he actually shot at them. Mm. And then they're posed with this problem of letting this guy go, but then he could go get his friends and come back to the farm and put mm. them in danger. Yeah. Or they kill him, but he's kind of just a teenager who mm. got mixed up with these people. Yeah. So that's a, that was a bit of a decision for them to make. Mm. What did you think they should have done in that situation? I think um, they should have kept him alive. I think they sh- they don't have the right to kill him. I was with Dale on this one. The old man was the big advocate for this guy. And I, I agree. I think you've got to... You can't just lose your humanity and your your ethics just because you're in a tough situation. I was a bit surprised that everyone was on board for killing him. Then it was kind of just only Dale who was arguing against it. I did, did the blonde chick side with him eventually. eventually Andrea around. Which was probably one of the people I would have suspected least to come around. Yeah, that was supposed to be... I guess a poignant thing for yes. Dale and her's relationship, which is a thing throughout the series. Yeah. Would you, what would you have done if you were in that room? I would have been with Dale. I think I would not have wanted to kill him. I'm not... The problem was, what were the alternatives? Mm. I don't think I would have wanted to kill him. Though, when he shares some of the bad stuff that that crew has done to other people, mm. and also the way he starts talking to Shane when he mm. thinks Shane is letting him letting him free makes me think he was actually a bad person and they probably would have come back Hmm. to kill everyone on the farm. So I don't know if I would have had all that knowledge in making my decision. I probably wouldn't have killed him, but in a way during that escape scene with Shane, I felt like they were sort of vindicated in their decision to kill him. Hmm. So if only Dale had us with him at the time... I would have, um, would have, I think, I think we could have swayed the room a bit. The end it didn't matter because Dale still copped it. Yes, Dale then got attacked by a zombie. Were you sad to see Dale go, Matt? I was actually a bit sad to see Dale go. Like, not my favourite character or anything, but I did think, especially that episode showed you highlighted maybe the moral core of the group and always the sort of, uh, the guy who's appealing to people's better angels and... I thought the group might um, might lose a bit of its bit of its soul with Dale's death. I quite like Dale, but I think he was sort of starting to become a bit of a broken record. Mm. He sort of understood most of his opinions, or you could just guess what his opinion would be whenever anything came up. Yeah. So I didn't know if he was offering that much more to the show at the end. Yeah. I think when he died, they do where they will lose a bit of that moral core, but I think that's a good thing. I think it's the show's got a bit of a darker place mm. to go. And I think it should. The further that you survive in the zombie apocalypse, the more people that go, the tone probably should become darker. Yeah. And you see, you can see how aggressive Rick was being and sort of taking control of everything and this is how it's going to be now. We've got to be tougher and da-da-da. Yeah. Like, it made sense with the direction that the show was going. Which leads us into probably yes. the, the biggest death Whoa. on the show. Whoa. Shane. It's killed by Rick in the second last episode of the season. Mm. So Shane comes up with a bit of a scheme because he's he's been jealous of Rick 
with Laurie. He thinks he should be, and he's. I think he's jealous of Rick's with the girl I want to be with. He's raising the son I want to raise. He's the leader of the group I want to lead. Like, I think he feels very much in Rick's shadow and just his jealousy towards Rick has been escalating. So he comes up with a, a plan to kill Rick. Um, the first plan was just throw a, a wrench at Rick's head. Rick ducks and says, you want to kill me, you're going to have to use something better than a wrench. So he comes up with a better plan, takes Rick's advice. Yeah, he frees the guy, takes him into the woods, finds out where their group is, just mm-hmm. in case he wants to go there, yeah. kills him, breaks his own nose, comes back and says... Oh, he cold caught me, got away, we've got to go after him. Mm. So this is an excuse to get Rick into the woods, yeah. get him alone because they split up into pairs so he can kill Rick. So they go out into and Shane sort of leads him away and down the woods and stuff and then back around to near the farm. Um, <laughs> it seems like you would think Shane would lead him as far away from everyone as possible, but it seems like at the end they end up somewhere within eyeline of the farm which I thought was a bit bizarre of a place. Just, just somewhere where Carl can have wandered to. Yes. <laughs> which made for a great scene, but it didn't really make any sense why they've sort of gone in a big circle into maybe the viewpoint. If anyone's looking out the window, they might actually see this going down. I kind of hate Carl. I don't think the kid's that good an actor. He's always just doing annoying stuff. I found it so annoying when he was going to kill the person... And then Carl just walks into the barn. It's like, do it, do it, Dad. And then he can't do it because yeah. his son's there. Mm. But I think it worked a bit better in this scene. Oh, it's pretty awesome, Carl, yeah. in this scene. Like to be honest, scene. Rick's cottoned on. He knows why Shane's let him out there. So yeah, they have the showdown. You think Shane is going to shoot Rick? Rick Rick's not going to shoot back. He says, "You're going to have to shoot an unarmed man." Mm. And as he gets in close, pulls out the knife and stabs and kills Shane. Mm. What did you think of this? What did you think of the showdown? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good one. I, I actually thought that you... Like, it looks like in some other scenes that Daryl was twigging to some of the inconsistencies in the story. And I actually thought Sh- Rick wasn't going to kill Shane, but maybe Daryl would come and interrupt the scene or something like that. I thought there'd perhaps be someone would interrupt it and then, oh, man, Shane's in trouble now. <laughs> I th- I liked where they went with it. I thought it was cool Rick killing Shane. I think that was really, really good. I think completely justifiable. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't question the morals of that move at all. Someone's holding a gun to you wanting to shoot you, and also you think they're unstable. I like this for a few reasons. One, it's a showdown we've sort of been waiting for all season. You knew these two were going to come to a head at some point, so it was satisfying to see that resolved. Two, because it showed Rick was a man. It showed that he was able to do the stuff he needed to do in order for him to survive, the group to survive, to protect mm. his mm. wife and son, which Shane had been accusing him of not being able to do the whole season. So when he stabbed him, in a much sort of up-close, violent, more personal way to kill someone mm. than shooting them from a distance, I thought was quite a visceral moment in the show. Possibly why I didn't like it is because Shane, I reckon, is the best character on the show. Oh, you like Shane. Shane drives all the conflict in the show. He's always creating the opposition. He's always creating the tension and producing a lot of the excitement in the action as well. I feel like he was producing too much conflict. Uh, And I felt like he was just like, 
was getting too over the top all the conflict he was bringing, so I was actually happy to see him go. I was like, oh, thank goodness he's just been a disaster, though. I want to see the group banding together. Shane does everything. I don't want to see the group, like, fighting. Here, here were the interesting things that happened this season. Shane killing Otis in order to survive and get back yeah. to the farm. All right, Shane's involved in that. Shane killing everyone, all the zombies in the barn. Yeah. Finding Sophia. Mm. Shane's involved in that. Big showdown at the end between Rick and Shane. Shane's involved in... Without Shane, you wouldn't have had the best three moments of the series. What, but what are the... So what are the best moments of the next series going to be without Shane? I don't know. Rick will do cool stuff. Why? I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad and there's no way the show can yeah. survive. I'm just saying Shane has been the most entertaining character from my perspective to watch. So that's yeah. why I'm a bit... Hmm, but I also find a lot season. of things about annoying about this season has been all of uh, Shane's whinging. I don't think Shane really wins. Shane did stuff. Everyone else in the show whinges. Shane doesn't whinge. Okay. Shane actually takes action. Mm. And the thing I liked about that was that you kind of felt for Shane in the end. Yeah. When Laurie comes up to him and apologizes and basically says, look, you're the bad guy and everyone hates you and stuff, but and I hate you, but you were good to me. Mm. You saved me. You yeah. saved Carl. At that point in time, might not have been real or right, but I know why you loved me and I loved you. Hmm. And now you have to watch Rick come back and take what might be your baby away. Yeah. I know why that hurts. <laughs> I and feel like Laurie triggered, like, Shane going, okay, I'm going to put in this plan to kill Rick now. I think by even acknowledging that the baby might be his and that she did have feelings for him, like, he sort of, She'd put up such a brick wall to him that she sort of, he goes, man, if Rick's out of the picture, I can have that again. I really hated Laurie. I really, really want her to get eaten. I really want her to have a miscarriage because I do not want to see them raising a baby on the show. I don't want to see, like, (laughs) I just think it's going to be so boring, like, and going to slow the group down so much having a baby. I don't think Laurie is that deep or interesting. She's never funny. She never really brings any action to the show. All she does is do things that I find slightly reprehensible or is getting upset at Rick for doing things that are reasonable. Yeah. She's always complaining, oh, you go off, you do this and that. Well, it's always for the benefit of the group. Yeah. She gave it like two weeks before she hooked up with Shane. Yeah. Before Rick could come, have a chance to come back. Mm. When Rick kills Shane in self-defense, he was the whole plan, the ploy was Shane's to get Rick out there and kill him. He tells it is, she's okay. still upset with him for okay. killing Shane. Here's a mistake I think Rick made. It was one of those scenes where he's standing there off on his own. She comes up behind him and he talks to her while she's standing behind him. You can get both of their faces in the shot. It looks quite good. But if you are revealing a secret or revealing stuff like that to your wife or your 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 uh, spouse or whatever, look at them in the eye. Get a read for how they're responding to the information you are revealing to them. Because it can be a lot of information to just throw at someone at once and you might want to just gauge how they are reacting to what you're saying so you can slightly alter the way you're explaining it. He shouldn't have to. She was the one that came to him and said... Rick, beware of Shane. Shane is dangerous. I'm telling you, it's not that he's he's genuinely dangerous. 
She was right. Shane takes Rick out into the woods to kill him. Rick kills him in self-defense. And she's upset with him? He also tells her that Carl had shot Shane. And I think she was upset that her son was put in a position like that. Like, he just kept on talking. But that's her fault for not look. She was supposed to be looking after Carl. The fact that Carl ran away and ended up shooting someone is entirely her fault. I agree. Here's the problem with, I think, what with Rob. It wasn't what Rick had told her. It wasn't the secrets or the, or, or the, the information. It was the way he said it. Yeah. Stupid lady. Okay. I hope she gets eaten. Anyway, I thought it was really awesome Carl shooting Shane. And I love the scene where Rick thinks Carl is shooting him. Uh, I love that look in Rick's face when he thinks his son thinks he's a murderer and is shooting him. I think that's been done before. I don't really... I thought... Okay. Like, I don't know why there would need to be that trickery. Like, why would they make us think he's aiming right at Rick, but actually he's aiming at Shane? Why would Carl not just say, oh, Shane's behind you, I'm going to shoot him? Why would he be looking... Like, it just felt a bit... I've seen shows do this before, and it felt just a bit, like, trickery to me. Yeah, I I didn't like that we were tricked with it. Like, you knew he wasn't going to shoot his dad... Um, I didn't mind that Rick thought for a second that his son was so upset with him he might shoot him. I like that look in... I thought that was a good moment for Rick, but yeah, I, did, I didn't get where Carl was coming from with that or where the director... or where, like, for us. It was, I thought, pretty impressive of Carl. Um, they'd spent a whole episode on how hard it is to shoot a gun and actually taking out everyone to practice shooting a gun. He just first shot Shane right in the head and... <laughs> With a margin of error that if he was a couple of like feet off, he would have shot his dad in the head. Oh, it was very good. Everyone's a very good shot in this show. Everyone, like, oh, I don't know how to use a gun. Oh, one training session, and now I'm driving along in a moving cars, hitting every single yeah. moving zombie in the head. Well, they went to the training. They went to the the you know shooting one hundred and one course in the farm, shooting cans or something. Yeah, I feel like they should have made them miss a bit more, at least, or just a few shots to the body, which yeah. don't kill them, just to say, yeah, you can't just split a zombie's eye from a moving car with every shot. At night. Yeah. At night in the dark, because their training session was in the, like, middle of the day, non-moving objects. So I think Shane, being shot by Carl, uh, as we just said, he was killed by Rick, uh, brings us to the next reveal mm. of the series, Everyone's Infected. So it's not just you get bitten or scratched, you turn into a zombie. Hmm. Everyone has it. So as anyone dies, they turn into a zombie. Yeah, so what, do you think that's a good development, that they're all infected? I didn't think that it was that big a reveal, that much of a twist, as the characters in the show seem to think it was. Yeah. I think maybe for them they just felt weird or dirty about this being infected, whereas that wasn't so interesting to me, because I'm not infected. Mm. I think it does explain why there are so many zombies, though. That just means Mm. anyone who dies, so even if you kill yourself or something, you'll turn into a zombie, and that's going to make it even harder to survive. Yes. So... It makes the the world of living a bit harder, but actually has, as far as they can tell, unless this thing progresses in them or something, it really has no practical implication on them at all. Other than, if I die, shoot me in the head. Afterwards, yeah, yeah, like that. That's pretty much it. When we kill people, we need to make sure they can't come back as a zombie. One other thing: the season final was pretty awesome. Farm gets raided by zombies in what has to be, uh, for mind, one of the most enjoyable sort of um, 
episodes of the season. Despite everyone being a little too accurate with their shooting, yeah. I did really enjoy this scene yes. because it gave you a sense of really being sworn by zombies. Not just you're stuck in a room and there's ten, but they're all around you. You're out on a field and you look left, right, forward, behind you. Yeah. The zombies, hundreds and hundreds of zombies are everywhere. And it was at that point that you really understood how the apocalypse occurred, how just on a wide scale across cities yeah. that just everyone was mm. eventually got pretty much by these zombies. Yeah. So I thought that was a really exciting scene. Mm. Oh, I li- like, I thought it was incredible. At the end of it, a little bit like when everyone's in different cars, will they all meet up a little bit, I don't know, sitcom-ish almost. <laughs> well, you must have turned up for the highway. Oh, we're not going to the highway. Oh, please. My husband might be there. When they drove up to the meeting point in sort of a convoy, yeah. and you saw all of them. For some reason in my head, I had, boys, back and down, boys, back and down. <laughs> It's like, yeah, the group's reunited. I was a bit like when Herschel sort of going, you need to go look after your son, Rick. And, um, like, Rick decides he's going to go. I was going, please do not have... He just leaves, then the, then the wife mm. comes, and we have this whole sort of, like, Jin and son in Lost where you sort of have them keeping on just missing each other. I really was not in for that, so I'm glad that they just all met up, they all got back together, and uh, Rick took charge. People were a bit upset with Rick and maybe some of the leadership decisions he'd made, and he just said, I shot my best friend, and, you know, I'm going to make the hard calls for this group, and no longer it's democracy. I'm making all the calls now. I think it's kind of interesting how the position of being the leader was sort of forced on Rick. The mm. whole show, just because he's a cop, I suppose... And he had a uniform, as opposed to Shane, who didn't have a uniform or a hat. They wanted him to be the leader and always trying to get, follow the decisions that he didn't want to make. But now Rick is like, I'm the boss. Yeah. And, we're gonna, and people complain, he's like, no, nah, I'm Rick, we do what I say. Yeah. You and I like, like the new Rick. I like boss Rick. I would hope he would would consult with people and, and like, not force all the group to do something that's, like, um, they're very upset with and, and sort of, like, not just be hard-ass Rick the whole time. But, no, I think this is a good direction. Clearly, this group has become a bit irrational and isn't the best thinkers in the world. And I think Rick probably is the best person to be leading them and to be making the decisions. Obviously, blonde chick uh, gets left behind. Everyone keeps missing her at the <laughs> at the farm, and she somehow gets away from all the zombies. And yeah, we encounter something a little bit different for the from the show. Everything so far has been quite realistic. Here, we get a bit of a almost fantasy type yeah. character. Not necessarily anything supernatural going on, but we get this hooded figure. You can't see their face mm. on chains. He has two armless zombies. Yeah. Uh, attached to him, following, following behind him, and uh, he kills a zombie and mm. kind of looks at Andrea and you go, who is this kind of weird sort of... You're saying he. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know if it's a he. Yeah. I don't get... It's got two zombies on chains, right? That's not going to stop the zombies from eating the person. Because a chain stops people from getting far away. It doesn't <laughs> stop people from getting closer. <laughs> Like, because when I first saw it, I go, oh, he's got on the chains to stop the zombies from eating him. And I thought, wait, wait, wait a second, that's not how chains work. <laughs> chains stop zombies from running away. Maybe he's trained the zombies not to. Zombie pets. Yeah, zombie pets. All the rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I want a zombie puppy for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, if you eat your carrots. Yeah. 
So, uh, and then we, the group sets up camp for the night because they decide to leave uh, the highway without any petrol in one of the cars. Uh, they decide to camp out the night. Then the camera pans out, and there's a prison right I think nearby. it is a prison, yes. Mm. Are you excited for season three? In some ways, I'm excited for season three. I quite like the show. I gave season two an eight out of ten, so I'm interested to see where it goes, I suppose. Some things were resolved well, like the Shane and Rick relationship, but Shane, my favourite character on the show, is gone now, so I guess Daryl's probably my favourite. But there weren't really that many questions raised or that many obvious directions for the new season. It kind of just seemed like, oh, they'll find a new version of the farm for the season, and It'll kind of just be the same as normal. Yeah. Other than the weird hooded guy, there they didn't seem like there'd be that much different to expect coming up from the show. Yes, I agree. What I would like to see is a season of them travelling. Like a season of them on the road. Going to different places, meeting different people, finding a bit more about the world they're living in, rather than just being stuck in one spot and stuck there for a whole season. I think it's made a couple of episodes in one place. I'm not saying every episode has to be like sort of, where were the, where are we off to this week? <laughs> we're going to Nebraska. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they might be stuck in the prison. The prison seems like an interesting place to be and like there might be a bit more of an interesting, mysterious character. So I'm pretty interested. I'm pretty interested uh, in next season. I, I thought like before the last two episodes of the season, I thought, oh man, this is such a slog, this show. I'm not really enjoying it. But now I'm like, I think... Could it be interesting to see how things pan out here? Um, it's got me back. Got me got me hooked again. It seems like you're much more of a Shane man and I'm more of a Rick man. Like, you liked it when Shane was causing all the trouble. And I'm like, oh, no, there's so much trouble for Rick. Rick has to deal with this doofus. Like, Rick's the better guy. Oh, I yeah. want Rick to be yeah. leading yeah, the group. Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer to be yes. friends with Rick. But Shane is just obviously a much better character. Everything Rick says... It's kind of just the good guy speech. Every time he speaks to someone, he, he does the same sort of voice. It's like, this is what we're fighting for. Come with me and we'll achieve this. And we're going to have to make the heart, like... You want a leader that inspires you, though. I like it, but it's a bit too mm. repetitive yeah. and not as exciting as the conflict that Shane caused. Mm. Yeah. So that's The Walking Dead. Mm. Seasons 1, 2, and a bit of speculation for Season 3. Yes. Let us know what you think about The Walking Dead. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Remember that podcast. Put your comments and thoughts on the season. Yes, and you want to enter that competition, so like us on Facebook to win The Walking Dead. Uh, what is it? Comic Paperback, books. Comic, comic thing, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they call What did you call it? A trade? It's a trade paperback. Trade it's the collection paperback. of the first six issues. Okay. I'm not into the comic books like you are. I don't know all the terminology. <laughs> Fans might be a bit disappointed. This will be our second episode in a row without housekeeping. So the housekeeping fans, we probably will do one next episode. Yeah? Which will most likely be a review of The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. I've been hearing a lot about this for a while. It's, I think it's going to be a big buzz movie. You're a bit less sure. Well, great podcast, Walking Dead. See you guys next time. All right. Bye.